thanks for tuning in to the Undercuts review of the 2023 Hungarian Grand Prix. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts as it helps us move up the charts and get to more listeners. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. So we had the uh, 2023 Hungarian Grand Prix this weekend, but before we get into the weekend, we talked about it last week on the pod or two weeks ago, whenever our last episode was, uh, we were talking about potential for Danny Rick, maybe during the silly season to come into AlphaTauri, but that has happened. Nick DeVries got the ax after the last race. Um, what do you guys think about that? Too soon? The right decision? Um, yes, 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 and yes. Probably. Both, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no like right or wrong answer. There's to, no. Uh, there is no right situation. or wrong answer, right? How are you necessarily going to improve on on Nick DeVries? You know, you're not changing the car; you're just changing the driver. Um, you know, are you are you building for the future with Danny Rick? I, I don't know. Um, I must admit. After the initial immediate future, maybe. I mean, after maybe, but after the initial announcement, I, I, the needle for me is more on uh, feeling bad for Nick rather than happy for for Danny. That's my personal take. The the more people were like clapping and applauding and high fiving uh, Danny back in the paddock, the more I felt bad for Nick. Like what? I guess I don't know what the point is, you know, like if they replaced Nick DeVries for some other rookie to see if some other kid has it, maybe I'd understand, but I don't know. What are they looking for at a Daniel? Yeah, I, exactly. What's the, this is not, what's the long, what's the long game here? Not, not really. And it's the, they need somebody to approve their car and Danny's going to be the guy that tells them what's wrong with it. Maybe. I think that they already are planning on firing Checo at the end of this season. So this is just like Danny had six months off. Nick DeVries is driving I love the, like shit. I love the way you so, you talk about Alpha Tower and Red Bull like they're one team. Like they, the, like, I mean, like Alpha Tower made are. a decision and like Red Bull, but they're really one team. And- Alpha Tower doesn't make any decisions. That's the thing. <laughs> Christian makes every decision, and he's like, "Look, Nick sucks." Let's put Danny in there, give him six months to get back up to racing form. And if Checo keeps fucking up and qualifying and having no shot at winning races, we'll I just mean, switch him. Okay. We'll just put Checo I, okay, in AlphaTauri. I, well, I mean, why not do it with Checo? I mean, he's had the more like falling off the cliff for the season kind of stuff going on. Well, you have to get on the Clearly, cliff. Clearly, they don't need to him to continue to lead the, the constructors. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, yeah. You can stick anybody in there and not get out of Q three. I, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't Q1. get it personally. Like, I get it for the for the likes and for the views. Maybe, maybe for the social media bump. It, it does seem a little bit like they have to live up to their reputation of being harsh with new drivers. Because, again, if you're not coming in with a, another young driver, I, I don't yeah. understand it. I mean, it's it's fun. It's whatever. But, I, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I guess. Yeah. Anyway. But, it did seem a little nonsensical. Just to be a little conspiratorial about it, um, I'm not totally unconvinced that Formula One wasn't part of this decision either. Because 
it seems like as soon as this dropped, F1, their own, like Formula One's Twitter handle was just blowing up with Danny Ricardo race highlights. And just like they're just pumping Danny out nonstop. Every single highlight they can find of Danny, they were pumping out in a, in like minute after minute, just post after post after post of Danny Ricardo highlights. And that's so. what made me feel bad. It's like, that's that's what I didn't like. I didn't like that. Like, Danny Rick, like, he's a good driver and all, but he's not like, he's not like the he face lost of Formula One. He sucked. He's not <laughs> like, the face of Formula One. He is the he's got smile. A nice of smile, one. and he swears and he says <laughs> rude words on Drive to Survive, and he's very personable. But, I mean, come on. I mean, really? Like, DeVries, like, stepped into a Williams car out of nowhere got squeezed two points out of it when nobody else could last year, got his shot, and now they've still got a crappy car and they cut him loose because you know, I I, I like I said, I'm yeah. I'm I'm firmly on the side of Nick DeVries. I feel bad for him and I, I feel really bad the more I think about it because he's not a young guy. Like he waited so long for his chance. He's 27, yeah. 28, that's very old for a Formula One driver. And there's a legitimate chance that that's it he's not going to get another shot so it's yeah i i i'm not mm-hmm. celebrating the change ultimately i kind of just wish yeah. they'd let him go to zanfort at least like let him drive it right, right. track at the very least <laughs> couple more races like but <laughs> yeah. i mean at, at, if they're going to get rid of him they're not going to wait the whole silly season keep him in get to zanfort and then fire him you know i that sure. almost, i guess you know like the band yeah no that's out. That's racing. It's brutal. You know, it's a meritocracy. But yeah. 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 But we could, we could probably talk about the, uh, the issues with, with Red Bull driving for hours and hours and hours in their, their driver market choices. But, um, going into qualifying, we had an interesting new format. Um, I, I wasn't, quite sure how i felt about it i mean it was you know the potential for making it potentially q1 a little bit more mixed up but um they were having what was it hard tires in q1 medium tires in q2 and the soft tires in q3 um although all the like the teams were not really all that thrilled about it i guess i didn't i didn't hear much about it like officially like maybe others have heard like official word from the teams but yeah the whole idea is like use less tires and i guess when you think about it like they have 12 sets of tires for the whole weekend and 13 13 sets of tires okay so 13 times 4 was that 52 sets of tires that are just garbage once the weekend's done does that even include inters and wets uh mark i don't know i don't know that's a lot of that's a lot of oil that's a lot of oil and plastic and rubber (laughs) yeah i don't know how i think martin brundle said it though like if they just want to go down to 11 tires just go down to 11 tires why force the whole hard medium soft that's a good point yeah just give them just restrict it in a different way because i think that it will ultimately impede the slower teams because they're forced to run on hards when they could run softs in Q1 mm-hmm. uh, against the faster teams running hards, maybe, and and sneak in. You know, I, 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 I like your point, Mark, and, and Martin Brundle's point. Like, just limit the number of ties and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just feels a little too 
um, you know, like making changes to manipulate the outcome kind of thing, which I get there's other things that you could say, oh, DRS or, you know, some of the other things that they've done in the past that manipulate the outcome. But, you know, DRS was done not to manipulate the outcome. It was done because passing was almost impossible. Whereas yeah. this just felt like they were doing something just to mix it up and create, I don't know, it, the sprint races feel okay to me. DRS feels okay to me, necessary this didn't really feel like it fit. Just reduce the number of tires and move on. But it certainly made for some mixing up. Um, the big uh, shocks that we had in Q1, um, Joe coming out of nowhere with the fastest time in the first session of qualifying. Um, the Alfa Romeos looked really fast throughout all of the qualifying session. And then George, shockingly, um, just not able to to really put a lap together and stay in the lines and not able to get out of the first session. He was trying to create a gap for himself, right? It was, it was a congested track. Everybody came out at the end of Q1. George was trying to give himself a gap to, I don't know who was in front of him, maybe Hamilton. But then at least two or three cars just scooted by him because he was going so yep. slow on the last corner. So then he's like, I've got to make another gap and another gap. Yeah, he didn't get on the power until he was like already 20 car lengths yeah. on the straight. And yeah. if you're not at full speed when you cross that start-finish line, which isn't usually yeah, that screwed. far down the straight, you're screwed. So that's part of it, which I'm not unhappy about. Like, that's fine. Like, that's part of qualifying. Like, get out there, put in yeah. a lap of this traffic. Like, manage it. Don't wait so long. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I don't like the backing up thing at yeah. all. And we've um, seen that before, right? We in uh you know, was it in uh, Monza when you know cars were like almost racing full speed to even complete a lap yeah. a couple of years that ago. That's great. So yeah. it it's part of dealing with it and maybe they've learned a lesson. But yeah, people I think I think definitely Lando scooted by Russell. He's like you're going so forget it. I'm gonna take this spot then if you won't take it. Yeah. Like how much space do you really need? I like it. I, I like that you know, some people I've, I've heard recently a discussion of, oh, they should just do qualifying. It's just one hot lap. And, you know, that way only the times matter, which, you know, I get that uh, opinion. But to me, Formula One is not just about the driver's championship. I love the team aspect and, you yeah. know, that whole angle to it. So this is about good communication, knowing the track, knowing where the other cars are, who's on a hot lap and making the best of it. So I don't mind it either. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I, I've been a fan long enough to see the evolution of qualifying from, you know, it was literally a one hour session. Anybody could go out at any point in that whole hour. But over the time, basically, it was the person that put in the last lap that got the fastest time for whatever reason. And obviously, they break, broke it up many years ago into Q1, Q2, Q3, because we were watching nothing. We were watching one super slow car go around yeah. for 45 minutes. So... This has made it more interesting, and then this is a, a side effect of that, which which I'm okay with. You know, we we ultimately it's a sport to entertain. Like we want to see something happening, and this puts a product on the track. And occasionally, people get it wrong, and now they should learn from that. So I'm I'm good with it. Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F number one dot com, where you can put your theories to the test. 
And then into Q2, uh, Max got his first banker lap deleted. So, um, you know, quote unquote, put him under pressure um, to have to put a lap in at the end of the session. But he uh, doesn't seem to sweat in those instances. But um, with show having such a good performance in Q1, we probably shouldn't have been surprised, but I was to see that, you know, both Alfa Romeos were able to get out of the second session and into Q3. I don't think I've ever seen that team do that since they've been named Alfa Romeo at the very least. It's been a long time since both Sauber cars have been able to to get out of Q2. Um, but, but whatever they did, whatever upgrade they had, it seemed to work on this track. I don't think, well, they had upgrades, but I think it was just the new engine. Yeah. <laughs> they they had two new engines, which is crazy that it makes that big of a difference. And they yeah. can just like they just can just turn it up a little bit higher. They're willing to to run it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like basically every car on the field basically could take pole if they really wanted to and just blow the engine up. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> back to back to 1988 again. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the only Carlos um and Lance both out in that second session, um, you know, that's kind of been the way Lance is trending, but disappointment, uh, disappointed, uh, from Carlos there. Definitely. Max puts on the, uh, the pole time Lando comes across the line, gets all, he had either one or two purple sectors leading up to that last sector and just barely missed out. And then with the very last car to cross over the line, for Q3, Lewis got the first poll um, for him since I think it was Sakir 2021 was the last time that um, he had pole position. But a, an amazing laugh from Lewis and nice to see, you know, someone not Red Bull up at the front to start a race. Yeah, I'm not a Lewis fan, but it was pretty awesome. I mean, anybody yeah. that's a Lewis fan must have been going absolutely bonkers because, you know, he was just on it. You could see it. And d- delivered, you know, what was yeah. it? Five thousandths or four thousandths, whatever it was. It was very yeah, tight. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of good talking points. I mean, yeah, Lewis P1, Max P2. Okay, you expect him to be pole position, but, you know, somebody's got to come second if Lewis takes pole. But yeah, the McLarens continuing to deliver, you know, after uh, Silverstone. So P3, P4, and then Joe and P5. I mean, yeah. I think Lewis getting P1 like really overshadowed his achievement in in P5. I don't. I mean, surely he's not been that high before, right? That's going to be his best ever qualifying. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, then Ferraris. Am I am I still a Ferrari fan? Mark, are you still a Ferrari fan? And we're just not talking about that anymore. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, at least you're not Aston Martin fans. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and yeah, Ferrari's dropping off. Fernando, what, P8? Yeah, Botas, the other uh, Alfa Romeo in, in seven. Uh, it, it's just, ugh, yeah. It's well, just a and I thought, I mean, it's funny to talk about this as pressure or him cracking, but uh, Verstappen, you know, he seemed to have some mistakes come his way when a bit of pressure was was coming his way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a while. It's been half a season since he's had any pressure. So maybe he just kind of needed a moment to wake up and, and get back out there and do do his thing. But, you know, he he had a few moments where things, you know, he had that deleted lap. He wasn't able to put a faster time down for his second lap. So I thought that that was a, you know, 
notable I, thing. I don't know, Mark. Yeah. I think you're reading the dust cover and like assuming. Well, like I said, I fully get it. There's not many mistakes that he's ever made. I think what he crashed once at what was it, Singapore or wherever he like the final turn. He put the rear end into the wall, but I think yeah. that's the only other that's time. That's a long day. That seems like a long a time mistake. ago now. Yeah, I think yeah. Max yeah. gets a pass. You know, he 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 missed out on pole by a few thousandths or something. Yeah, we yeah, we right. know that he can overtake. Well, on the, so on the, on the track. Uh, his relationship with Lewis is certainly one thing, uh, but his relationship with Lando, they're I don't want to say best friends, but they're very close. I mean, no, they, they talk, are, they are, really you know, they grew yeah. up together. So, and Lando is um, cocky, confident, whatever you want to call it. You know, he brings a little bit of a different personality than Lewis does when it comes to you know battling Max. So, who knows? You know, Lando versus Max. Maybe we get we see a different Max. I don't know, Jason. I mean, just even even Mark saying that. If I was being paid right now, I think I just got a raise. (laughs) Jason, just even thinking that it's even possible, Jason is like, I can't even speak right now. I just I'm like, it's like like, somebody needs to fan me, cool me down, please, please. Oh my God, can you even imagine? Can you even imagine? All right, but we get to race day. I was a little busy during the pre-race stuff, but I I can't remember anything really big happening before the race. Other than, I don't know if you guys noticed during the weekend, Sky Sports, I guess they're doing like an alternate kid stream thing. And a couple of times during the weekend, they like brought them over to the main main broadcast. And they were freaking awesome. Phenomenal. They were so I told good. My wife, so I'm like, insightful. we need to get our kids in the karting just for public speaking abilities. Like those yeah, kids know how so to handle good. questions and conversations. Unbelievably. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Like really intricate stuff about how racing works. And I was just, I was just super impressed. They did such a good job. And there was like a moment where this one girl and Ted Kravitz were both in the pit lane and just like doing jokes at each other. And it was just great. It, it worked out so well. Um, yeah, the kids were awesome. Anyway, we get to the race, obviously, you know, whether you're a Lewis fan or not, just seeing someone ahead of Max at the start of the race was exciting, but it didn't last long. Uh, right off the jump, Max was able to not only jump Lewis, but Lewis went the wrong way from the start. Unfortunately, he got passed by Max and both McLarens pretty much all in the first couple turns um but oscar had a great jump off the line was able to get up into p2 and was was pretty close up on max for a few laps um as people are able to do um but but really really a poor start from lewis but but really great for the uh mclaren guys to to be up there and then there was a pretty bad moment at the back of the grid at turn one who was a Joe just came in too hot. He was at the back of the grid after falling. I mean, he had an epic, uh, epically bad start going from P5 to being all the way at the back of the grid, trying to catch up before turn one and locking up and crashing into the back of Danny who crashed into the back of one of the Alpines, which crashed into the side of the other Alpine. Yeah. I mean, that was, it's kind of a front. It's, Annoying that for Joe to, to qualify so high, and then he, I think they're saying he anti-stalled on on, yeah, on the I start, right. which is criminal. 
I mean, he his heart rate was probably through the roof. Yeah, you know, being where he was, but um, and it's 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 also amazing to me that when they have these starts and somebody has a terrible start like Joe did, like Joe's start wasn't bad, as in he reacted slow, like his car didn't move, and yeah. then and you're up on the back of that thing. It's only like a few meters between you and the car in front. Everybody managed to miss him. You know, people going onto the grass and all sorts. Um, but then maybe he tried too hard. Maybe he wasn't thinking. Maybe it was just a, you know, a factor of the situation he was in. But then him anti-stalling, having a slow start, everybody go by him. And then, yeah, he ended up not breaking quickly enough, hit into the back of Danny Rick. Danny Rick went into the back of one of the Alpines. I don't know which one it was. And then, like you said, that Alpine went into the other, which ultimately took both of them out, both the Alpines out. Yeah, I mean, a lot of damage to both of those cars. Too. One of the yeah. cars, yeah, one goes one out immediately. Another car made it all the way around. The, the tire Gasly. fell off. Yeah, Gasly made it around. Gasly made it around. And, ugh, I mean, if you're like an engineer for that team, the last couple of weeks, you just could be like, what What mm-hmm. are we doing? What What is the point of this? I mean, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a rhetorical it though, like, question. It, it all started with Joe's, you know, he, horrendous start and obviously adrenaline spikes or whatever and he just made bad decisions from that point on he broke too late slammed into who danny rick danny rick yeah. who hit Ocon, who hit ghastly but yeah it, yeah unfortunately joe just made a bad start and, and then made it worse i mean worse. Yeah. who 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 could say like oh alpine don't worry about it because joe's gonna anti-stall so your weekend's ruined i mean that's basically yeah. what it came down to <laughs> which is ridiculous but that's, yeah. that's Formula One, I guess. That's the way it goes. Yeah. But I mean, fair play to for for Piastri. I think he put his car in a position. He saw what was happening ahead of him, like good racecraft. He saw that you know the way that Max and Lando and uh, Hamilton were all like moving around, and he took advantage. You know, he took yeah. went from what fourth to second right yeah, at yeah. the beginning because everybody else was fighting with each other, and he took the empty space. So. Yeah, I mean, it was wide open, like the seats parted for him on that turn. Like they were all mid track or further and he just scooted up the The inside and boom. Yeah. The other three guys were like, I'm going to break last. I'm going to break last. And they all effectively outbroke each other. And he just was like, that's the wrong line. (laughs) This is the right (laughs) line. I'll take second. Thank you. I've been super impressed with with how Oscar has uh, gone. And of course, I'm a huge homer. So take that with a grain of salt. But. Uh, the pressure has not seemed to uh, to hit him at all, and he's just making the right choices, which is great. Yeah, I mean, they get they put all the upgrades on Lando's car a few races ago. Lando had a massive improvement. Oscar did not, but he didn't have the he didn't have the upgrades. But the minute they put it on on Oscar's car, they're both they're both right there, right? They're both yeah. there and thereabouts. So. It's cool to see, you know, his radio messages. We heard a bit more of him this race, and it is really cool to just hear how calm he is in the cockpit. Yeah. Um, you know, doesn't seem phased at all. And I think it, it is clear that Lando's faster, you know, not by a ton, but Lando's definitely faster. As soon as they swap positions, and I love how they made it pretty. I wish Ferrari would do things more like that, but. Um, I was not thrilled. <laughs> no? I, I thought yeah. it made sense. Lando's faster. He he dropped back. He's, you know, he's only going to burn off his tires. He's probably the only one that might have a oh. crack at making something at Verstappen. So I didn't mind it. Um, Hang on. You're saying, it was, you're saying that McLaren engineered the undercut for Lando? Absolutely. But they did a, they did a 
2.0. They did it to, you know, they said they did it to protect off of Lewis who pitted or, you know, to, to protect the, but, the other undercut. I mean, we're, but, we're getting ahead in laps now, but Lando yeah. pitted first. They, they gave him, a, his pit stop was like 2.3 seconds, but Piastri only pitted like a lap later and they gave yeah. him a faster pit stop. Was it a lap later? Well, yeah. Lap, it wasn't that much. And the, I, think I mean, the, the undercut of this track lap. is huge because yeah, the tires were, were off. I, yeah. I fully believe they did that on purpose. But then they, but they did the reverse on the second pit stop. We're well ahead of ourselves now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll wait to get there. I wasn't really sure it was engineered. That's all I'm saying. I'm not sure it was engineered that they put Lando in front. Uh, I, I, I give, you know, it, it, that's what happened, but I don't know I, how. I, I tend to lean ter- towards towards Mark um, as much as I wasn't happy that they did it. I, I think that, look, Oscar was in first. So, I, I mean, it wasn't that much of a speed difference between the two of them. It really wasn't at that time in the race. And Oscar was ahead. If it was the other way around, they they would have they would have pit Lando first, right? I think. And Oscar was playing the good teammate, not fussing. At least what we heard was not fussing over the radio. I can't imagine that Lando would have done that. Right, it so could have quiet. But right. well, then, um, and that was kind of to my point that even with that happening, you didn't hear you know Oscar barking about anything or, or right. you know questioning it. At least I I didn't hear anything. And like, Who knows what they did in player for us. And like you said, Mark, with the Ferrari team, right? You had one guy on medium tires, one guy behind him on softs. But let's just leave them. Let's just leave them like that. Like that's fine. What better start? Ugh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Well, no, we're talking about the start. I mean, Carlos did everything you could hope for on the softs. He gained five, six positions off the start on top of Charles. I love Charles, but come on, he's right Let behind Charles. He's right behind Charles on a on a faster tire, but let's just leave him there. That's fine. You know, it's, let's just see if he can overtake him on merit. No. Because <laughs> that's what we do. We're proper uh, racers. It's unreal. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah. But but like you said, Carlos had an unbelievable start off the jump. Five spots, P eleven to P six through one lap. That was that was amazing from them. And then on the flip side, both the Alfa Romeos threw one lap oh. with all that started. They lost a combined 16 places on oh. one lap with Joe dropping from P5 to P16 and Baltas from P7 to P12. Oh, my God. That, um, so I mean, a, I, I, I don't know the history of starts, but for a team, can, <laughs> can there be, a, apart from your car, like literally stalling and not even starting? Wow. That, uh, yeah. Without crashing out, that's pretty bad. That's yeah, that's epic. Well, he just stalled and crashed on one lap <laughs> and was able to do that. So super impressive from Joe. Um, and then of course Pierre pit and retired at the end of lap two, and then at the end of lap three, Ocon did the same. So both Alpines are out within three laps. And was it last race that they double DNF'd yeah. as well? Yeah. So yeah. ever since Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney bought the team, they have not yeah. finished the race. Ever since they so. got the the beers from uh, Jeremy Clarkson yeah. from the, <laughs> yeah. the exactly. good finish in Monaco. Yeah, not so good. Thanks, Top Gear. How <laughs> um, <laughs> was Top Gear a long time ago, Jason? You know, Grant yeah. or i'm just being a smart ass <laughs> don't bring the bbc into this jason yeah 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 hey i'm a huge top gear fan. love that show
Pacheco, of course, started on. He was the only one, I believe, in the top ten that started on on hard tires, um, which was actually seeming to work out for him surprisingly well. Into turn one on lap eight, he was up into P seven. I mean, only two spots in in the first eight laps, but still being on the on the uh, softer tires, that, that's pretty good from him. A couple laps later, and then Carlos, because he started on soft tires, was the first guy to pit um, on lap twelve. But like you guys were saying, this was it was a couple laps before this where the commentators were starting to talk about you know they should let Carlos through being on the soft tires. Charles is is holding him up, um, but I guess they were seeing that they were going to pit him soon anyway. So I can only I, well yeah. The only by the time they start talking about it, it's too yeah. late. Like yeah. it needed to be done by lap two, maybe three. The only reason I can see why they didn't is because, you know, DRS isn't activated, I think, till lap three or four. So I'm like, okay, maybe they're waiting for DRS. That way it's a cleaner pass and Charles doesn't lose much time. But by that time, this like, you know, we're halfway through the softs. Yeah. You've got to do it. If he's behind you by that soon in the race, let him go. See if he could put pressure on, what was it, Lewis in front of him and in yeah, front of I Charles so, at that yeah. point? Like, you know, if he gets in front of Lewis, that changes the whole race. Yeah. Now, you know, mind you, Ferrari goes and bumbles it away anyway in pit stops, but we'll talk about that later. And then Lewis pit from P4. He was started on medium, so he went on to hards and dropped down to P8 behind George. So really, he didn't lose much space there. Um, nobody in front of him had pit yet. Like we were talking about earlier, um, the first pit from McLaren, maybe it was because Lewis pit first and they were trying to, um, you know, cover up the undercut from from Lando, but that ended up making both of them undercut Oscar. Whether it was they wanted Lando ahead or not, um, it didn't look good for Oscar, but he played the team game and at least publicly didn't make, you know. I guess my about it. I guess my point is I don't think it was blatantly obvious. Like literally, it was two laps of racing, two very fast pit stops, like two point three and two point zero seconds, and then you know, like I said, Piastri had the faster of those two, so it wasn't super obvious that was going to happen. But that being said, they could they could switch the people at any point if they're if yeah. they're following each other, they can make that change in the at any point during the race. So you know. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. My first reaction, though, was that it was weird that they were pitting Lando before Oscar. That was just my gut feeling when I saw Lando coming in first. I was like, that that doesn't seem right. But then on the same lap, Charles comes in and has a really slow stop. I think it was close to 10 seconds. Yeah, it looked Um, like the left rear gun just didn't work. I think he had to go to the backup gun. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that they should be testing before they start or like how it failed. I don't know. It might just be like a fluke, you know? I don't know. We've seen it plenty of times before, but it's like, (sighs) yeah, it just sucks when it happens. Those are the things that happen when you are what Ferrari is not going your way. Yeah. Yeah. That was unfortunate for Charles and that brought him down into P11 at this point. And then, so I guess it, no, yeah, it was the the very next lap um, where Oscar comes in. He loses the spot to his teammate. Um, I guess Lewis has not gotten by him yet, but he is right up on the back of Oscar. 
But Lewis is you're just hearing him comment over the over the radio how fast the McLarens are, just like George last week. Um, they're just everybody's in shock at how fast. It's not it's not just me. The other drivers are feeling it too. They don't get it. Um, so maybe they're juiced like Lance Armstrong. Maybe it's all these cars being hoisted into the air, you know, as they crash out during the season. And they get a good, you know, good look at the underside, and they it's can all, all comes from Monaco. All redesign. I mean, you know, I guess we should talk about like teams that have progressed and teams that either have not progressed or gone backwards, right? So, you know, clearly the McLarens have gone from like like the eighth fastest team, the ninth fastest team, like almost yeah. the last team to. Now they're like, are they clearly second fastest over the last two races? Uh, when was it yeah. that they got their their this year car? Because the first few races they were still re- racing last year's spec, right? Is they didn't that have right? Enough. I don't know. I, I, they opened up the season with definitely not the car. You know, there was talk of the real cars coming, and I just can't remember what race it was that the real car came. I think it was it was the new spec for this season but they were just like look we don't think this is going to be good we have more development coming later in the season i think like what we saw two or three races ago when lando first started that was what they were like this is going to be our first real package yeah Yeah, yeah. and they do that from the very beginning of the season but whereas like a team like aston who were quick at the very beginning right surprisingly don't seem to have made any progress or the progress they've made is just less than everybody else is showing up with so yeah i mean yeah. they see yeah the, their fall off with is almost identical to mclaren's, McLaren's yeah, uprising absolutely yeah absolutely Just so done. mclaren's taken over possibly they're pros- i i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be out of, uh, say they're the second best team on the grid uh ahead of mercedes uh you know and then is it Ferrari or Aston next? Probably Ferrari and then Aston behind them. Aston that were the second fastest car have dropped down to like the fifth fastest car now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just annoying that it would be an interesting season if it weren't for just the fact that Red Bull are just still the fastest. Not even Red Bull, just Max. Just Max, actually, that's <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. If we had two Sergio Perez's, the season would be amazing. Everybody else. Maybe yeah, Max shouldn't be, be able to qualify. That's the thing. Like if you, <laughs> if, Mark Webber back. if you're winning, we're just going to put you at the back and then you've got to work it out. But yeah, I mean, Max is Daniel just... Kvyat. <laughs> <laughs> Max is just in another world right now, for sure. Yeah. He really is. I mean, you can't even really put it on the car, I guess. I mean, we know the car is faster than everybody else, but it, I mean, a large part of that has to do. I mean, it's a great point. Like, I feel like it's not something people are talking about too much. I mean, everybody, you know, they make comments, you know, what a season, but I mean, this is definitely one of those seasons I think people will look back at as, whoa, because it's not like Sergio Perez is that bad, you know, like things happen. I mean, he's been having a really bad run right now, but. You know, he's he also had some well. good races. Yeah. Things happen. You know, you're not going to always everything go perfect, but man, Max, his team, like engineers, everything is just. But look at last year, like when Max had these Checo type wobbles where he didn't qualify well, right? And he was yeah. starting 12th, 13th. He still won those races. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Exactly. Checo like fights his way to third or fourth. Max still wins those. Right. Um, I mean, Max. Max is isn't racing for the championship anymore. He's he's I think he's racing for history and fair play to him, right? He's yeah. not looking at 
winning the championship this year. Okay, obviously he wants to, but he wants to know how many championships can I win? And whilst I have the car underneath me, I need to get it done. So yeah. to remain as focused as he is and not make the mistakes, because it's so, yeah. it, let's not underestimate how hard it is to drive that well, that consistently for two plus hours. It's not easy. Yeah. And he's doing it when it needs to be done. Turning it on and off is not, straightforward we we shouldn't yeah. uh, over, underestimate that and but he's driving for history he's got a long way to and he's got a long way to go you yeah. know he's got a lot th- of wins to put under his belt to catch yeah. lewis and i uh, think you know that's his um, goal he, yeah and he also doesn't want to do f1 racing forever you know he right. wants to try other disciplines so he really wants to bang out all these records right. while he's I, still you know young which is I insane mean, if that's, if that's true, maybe, but that I think I, I I have to think at this point, his goal is is historic type records. Like he's beyond yeah. winning for this season. Otherwise, at least how the yeah. cars are shaping up right now, you know. Yeah. I mean, if next season the penalty that was supposed to affect this season happens to have more of effect next season, and the cars are closer next year, maybe we'll be singing a different tune, you know? Yeah. Um, but you're totally right. For, I mean, for where things are right now, he doesn't even need to worry about the championship. I mean, He's, it's a battle with himself. I, I wasn't a fan in, in 1988. I was just a, a young boy, <laughs> even as old as I am. But I, when I became a fan in the 90s, people spoke about the 1988 season like it was some sort of mythical thing that McLaren did where they won, I think it was only 16 races that season or 17 races. They won every single one except for one when Ferrari, I think, snuck in with a win. Uh, mm. Maybe Gerhard Berger or Jean Alesi. I'm just throwing. Right. This is when we need Nick, who is on vacation. Yeah, this right, week. right. Nick would tell me exactly what the details were. But and um, what he was wearing that day. <laughs> <laughs> He's even younger than me, but he was probably watching, and I wasn't. But um, to you know, Red Bull are on course still to win every single race this year, right? I mean, it's either Checo or Max that's won. Max hasn't won every single one, but. Um, yeah, it's the that that and and and. Hey Martin, you nailed it. By the way, what did I nail? Oh, Burger, Burger was the one winner. <laughs> you did a quick that Google. wasn't that wasn't McLaren. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah, there you go. In a, in a Ferrari, and I don't know if John yeah. Lacey was his teammate, but uh, uh, don't. I'm not going to even try to tell you which race it was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Take but, a guess. No, I, I no Suzuka. I don't know. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Monza. 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 But yeah, uh it's Monza. one of those weird off races. Yeah, well there you Ferrari, go. That's the, Ferrari's just, going always for the you know low down force. They bent they built, a win. They built their car for that. But that's I think yes. I mean, I think he's got both eye not one eye, both eyes on on history, Max. And why not? You know, fair play to him. That yeah. if you're gonna be part of the discussion with Hamilton and Schumacher and uh, you know, one fan, one Manuel Faccio, you know, <laughs> you, you, you got to win the races and he yeah. hasn't done it yet, but he has the potential for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's not really that far off from what are they, that really like upper echelon is, I guess the four world. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So where? who's in that Vettel, like Schumacher, Hamilton, Prost, yeah. Senna, uh, or did Senna win three? Did they, three did, or four? they might not have won as many as you think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Prost sure. won four. 
Yeah. Um, Vettel, yeah, Schumacher, Lewis. But they all did it by winning the championship by a few points here and there, not, yeah. not the way it's going down this season. And like Senna and Prost fighting on the same Fight. team. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, Lewis and Nico, of course. Um, but anyway, we heard. Uh, <laughs> back to the middle of the race. Yeah. Back to the race. Um, Lewis this is where was, things got a little boring. Anyway, yeah, so. yeah. Lewis starts wondering again, talking about how fast the McLarens are, and then Crofty joking that he should have stayed at McLaren, um, <laughs> forgetting all of those championships. Um, and then lap 27, because Checo started on the hard tires, he's on the mediums now and um, looking much racier. Um, he was able to... Get by Carlos into P6 at turn one. Um, this is kind of when we really people really started using the DRS there. Um, and this is one of those instances where there's one detection zone for two DRS boosts. So um, it wasn't so much at this moment, but a little bit later on, we started seeing a lot of moments where cars were so much faster that they were already ahead by the time they got to turn one and then have a boost to wall ahead into, uh, into turn three. Um, you know, just something to think about looking forward, maybe adding another DRS detection zone, maybe on turn one on that turn, maybe it would make it a little more interesting, but we saw some great racing right in that section turns one, two and three right there on the next lap, same spot. Checo is now trying to get by George. Um, it got really close, and George was fighting it all the way through turn two, turn three, back around. Um, but Checo was able to to stay ahead. Um, really, really impressive driving from him there. And then we didn't really get much action for a while. Checo again on lap 41 now, and I think it was the exact same moment or now he's trying to get by Lewis, but Lewis was doing some really great defensive driving here. Um, he was complaining about his setup, um, but he was just able to place it for a few laps and and keep Checo behind him, which was which was really great on the newer, racier tires. Um, really good driving from Lewis there. Yeah, that stuck out. I remember that thinking, you know, again, I'm not a Lewis fan, but I remember just appreciating the good defense that he was putting on there and and holding Checo off because clearly Checo had way more pace. Yeah, Mark, um, I love the fact that every time you say something positive about Lewis, you have to preface yeah, it by I fan. don't like the guy. Fan. Just want to make sure everybody's clear. <laughs> I don't like the guy, but <laughs> that was pretty cool. I, I, him, liked, I liked what he did there. Respect. <laughs> it pains me to say this, but... <laughs> uh. Is it obvious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like me with Tom Brady or LeBron. Or... <laughs> it's like, don't want to admit that they're really that good. But <laughs> Well, what do, you, what do you guys think about the racing this year? Not just this race, but just in general, because it seems like what, the Arrow generally... package came in last year, right? It was when they did the, the new. Sure. Yep. And last year. It seemed like, I, I can't remember exactly, but it seemed like when somebody was willing to just kind of sit back and not mess up their front tires, they were usually one and a half seconds. Um, and it also seemed like last year racing was just great at a lot of tracks. Whereas this year, just in the beginning, yeah, I feel like we're right back to where we were pre the aero updates where cars have to be two plus seconds back. And 
I mean, this is definitely an outlier of a track where it's just turn after turn after turn, but this definitely seems like a bit of a trend happening where the racing is kind of just evolving back to where it was of you really just can't follow. I think Nick said it two episodes ago. He was saying like, we had better racing that final season of the last regulations between Red Bull and Mercedes. You know, it seemed like there were all those years leading up to that one season, 2021, where it was like racing's not great, but looking a little bit better, looking a little bit better, looking a little bit better. And then we had that great season of racing, but they had already said that they were going to the next regulation. So it's like, they're not going to go back at that point. I've, I've, I've found it to be generally more, not as exciting as I would like it to be overall. Um, but I think we've had some pretty interesting battles between, you know, P2 and P10, which has been exciting. Sometimes. I mean, I think Jason, you just, that you just nailed it between P2 and P10. We've had, yeah. if you were in a faster car, I think you can overtake, which is what, what more can you want really? Cause I watched decades of racing where it was almost impossible to overtake, even if you had a faster car. In the, yeah. in the 90s and the early 2000s so they've i think that problem's been solved but yeah i mean max is just in another class and uh, but behind him yeah it's been mixed up the whole time like if you took max out of the equation it's been a super yeah. interesting season and well i feel like the season the story of the season is very exciting because Things yeah, are things evolving. Moving around, Some teams yeah. have popped up and others have fallen back. For sure. But race to race, um, the beginning of the season actually seemed more exciting, but it does seem like it's slowly evolving into just a bit less racing and more, you know, just team battles throughout the season kind of going on. Is it fair to say, though, within each race that the first half of the race is the more interesting and then the, sec- the second half of the race kind of settles down? Like once people yeah. are in their spots and... True. Uh, things play out. I totally agree with that. Yeah, we see a lot more, more like weather. DRS battles in the first half, and then it just like yeah. kind of settle, like you said, settles down, and then they have these gaps, and then they just kind of are like, "Well, we need to save our tires." They now. manage their so, tires to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe they need to find a way so that pit stops aren't as detrimental. I don't know if that's possible, um, but maybe that would be more of an incentive if that were possible. If they could find a way to do that. So that, I mean, who knows? I mean, like refueling. Take was off the pit speed limit. I mean, <laughs> no <Yeah>. speed limit. <laughs> pit lane speed limit. Yeah, but I think that's the move. <laughs> it, refueling was a was a big one back in the day, especially when Ferrari was running a bigger engine. You know, like how you know it wasn't about changing tires, and it was about how long, you, how much fuel you put in the car. That was a big differentiator. Yeah, I mean that's so dangerous though. i mean they i guess yeah. they did it for 15 years or however um yeah nobody died just some burns here and there yeah, right they still do it in indycar <laughs> but yeah it's there's all sorts of different things they they could do um but yeah we'll see i don't know i'm not i don't pretend to be smart enough right. to tell you what that might be adrian newey probably knows but he's not yeah, telling I anybody. Mean, it's more it's more beneficial for him to keep it secret and then yeah. right, utilize his knowledge to his advantage. Yeah, like you said, we're not we're not smart enough. I don't know if it's the the tires are the issue, the engines are the issue, the weight of the cars, or a combination of all these things. It's just, a, it's I a combination. They've tried everything over the years. They back in the day they had grooves in the tires, right, to put yeah. less you know, less grip. You know, we've changed the size of the 
wings, you know, refueling, yeah. not refueling, mandating tire compounds. They're trying everything, but obviously within reason, there's only so much time and money that people can spend on this stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, but then I, I will say, I, I yeah, just to throw it. one last positive spin on my angle on that. I do. I, I, there has to be some uh, effect that the whole uh, wind tunnel regulations now of where you finish the season before. I, I can't think of many other reasons why we have this flip flopping of the midfield. You know, right. halfway through the season, so yeah. there probably is a bit of that. Although it seems like Red Bull has escaped not only the penalty of being first, but also the penalty on the wind tunnel. But you know, I would say that that was a good move, and they've they've made definitely good good moves to make it more interesting throughout the year, where it's not just a flat out like. There's you know, way more. There's way more overtaking now than there was ever in Formula One. I think from I mean, as a fan from the '90s onwards, right back then. You know, it's it it is overtaking constantly now, which didn't seem to be the case many years ago. In my memory, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody who actually has the statistics will tell me. But um, so I think that's that's a an issue that's been addressed but beyond that like just like the williams is in the 90s if you're in the best car you tend to win the races there's just no question you know max is in the best car with the best driver and he's gonna win you know yeah fair point and just their car is so reliable that it's like there's never there just hasn't been an off race like max is always there and he I, hasn't had a problem you know like another, he's always at the front that's another interesting point as well around cost cutting for formula one right that and i think you mentioned it before mark is that you put in a new engine and you could turn it up right you could run it harder at the risk of it exploding i mean there wasn't a race in the 90s or whatever that at least one engine didn't let go <laughs> because they just ran it too hard, but it didn't matter. They just put in another one. They weren't limited, but now they're limited in number of engines, limited in gearboxes to save money. They turn all this stuff down, so they are running within themselves to some yeah. degree, and it's just a, ma- a matter of how much you're willing to push it, but there's they're running within the limits that have been designed, and it's those limits aren't just you know physical, they're financial. Um, uh, so... that's part of the sport as well but no doubt red bulls running away with it but then you know mercedes had a dominant period ferrari had their dominant period too as did williams as did whomever so this is this is nothing new in in form we just want 2021 all over yeah exactly every year we want it yeah we want it to go down to the wire between two different drivers on two different teams every year i mean listen for a multi-billion dollar industry is that too much to ask you know like we're used to nfl and baseball where there's just so much parody and yes you have your top teams in your franchises but even the tom brady patriots like you know they could only do so much and there were years that they had a fight so hard and maybe lost so um you know we got to keep pushing i don't know Four of those eagles baby it's more like it's more like the premier league where it's just like the saudi billionaires show up and man city <laughs> wins everything every year that's more the, the the nfl baseball cost caps are not what formula one formula one's going in that direction maybe more than others but uh, yeah i don't need it to go that crazy but you know a nice balance somewhere in there. Yeah. We, you know, it's literally been these blocks of 
It was Red Bull. It's Mercedes now. It's Red and Bull. And you get and you get one year. Where's Ferrari? Oh, get, Ferrari was before that. You get one year as a crossover as Red Bull and Mercedes hand off where they actually fight each other equally. Right. And then, yeah. Yep. So that's what you get. Where were we? Every decade, lap, or, every decade yeah, or so two. you get about. Lap 42? <laughs> yeah. Did we talk about, um, did we talk about the potentially the new fastest pit stop yet? What was that? 1.9 1. 1. 1. 1. That was seconds? insane. That was that nuts, was crazy. Right? Who who had yeah, that checker? Oh, Oscar. Yeah. Oh, Piastri. Oh, right, right. It was no, it McLaren. Was Checo, right. Not McLaren. Uh, did Checo run faster than one point nine seconds? <laughs> or yeah, maybe Checo, that was Checo. Yeah, che- Checo had one point yeah, yeah, nine seconds. Checo. I think. Yeah, because they, they both came in at the same time, but it was yeah. Checo. I don't know yeah. if they've adjusted it yet, but I've not seen a sub two second stop before. Is that new? I don't think so. I no, the world. Well, the world record is one point nine. Oh, so I it's, think it was like last year or two oh, years okay. ago. Oh, okay. So it's like it's in the ballpark. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's where they need to mix everything up. Change then, how they do the pit stops, and maybe that'll add some yeah. drama. And then one set, and then one lap later, Charles comes in and is like, "No, I'll do. Uh, I'll just speed in nine point three. Speed in, yeah, and I'll get a five second penalty for speeding in the pit lane because I can't hit the brakes hard enough." <sighs> it's yeah, very was... hard to defend him. You know, he that is a consistent thing with Charles where he gets frustrated and then makes a dumb mistake or crashes or something like that. And yeah, I definitely put him in the conversation with the top drivers in the field, but talent wise, you for can't, sure. yeah, you gotta eliminate you can't that. Do yeah. that. You cannot do that no matter where you are in the race. You can't, you know. You can't do that, and you certainly can't do that if you're going to go and moan and groan at your team on on radio. You know, yeah, he makes just as many mistakes as they do strategically. Yeah, totally, totally there with you. Um, and then weirdly, on the very next lap, Lando also locked up coming into the pits. Luckily, he was not speeding by the time he was able to to get it down um, and over the line. But just weird to see two lockups on back to back laps. Um, coming into the pits. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the way that they do the pit speed limit, you don't have to be down to the pit speed limit when you cross the line. I I believe, I could be wrong here, but I believe that there is a, they take a, a speed at the entry line and then I forget, maybe a couple car lengths after that, they take another speed. And it's the average speed that you're going through that zone Huh. So if you cross the line too fast, again, slow I believe that if you drop below to get the average down, sorry, you're still safe. So it are. makes it even worse <laughs> that they know that like if you cross too fast, you better really slow down to make sure you're not above that average. There yeah. are two lines. It's a good point. There are two lines. I saw that in, in this particular race as you come into the pits. So, But then that just invites for uh, drivers to to try harder right i can go over the first line over the speed limit as long as i'm under the speed limit by the second which is kind of cool because you can you know you you have a little bit of a line that you can go over and still you know avoid the penalty but it almost makes it worse when you get the penalty but what is if you came in too hot you better really slow down now we're doing like since you really have a second line you just have we're doing high school uh we're doing high school level level physics now which is like you know speed is distance over time so there's distance between two lines and like you know how What's fast vector, how fast did you go exactly <laughs> <laughs> and uh have i got clearance clarets <laughs> <laughs> <Oy. laughs> 
did Max win this race yet? Are we still talking about it? What's, what's going everybody, on? everybody knows anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what happened in the second half? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, let's see, where were we? Uh, we hear that Charles... Oh, so this is where lap 47, Charles officially gets his five-second penalty here. Um, Checo goes around the outside trying to pass Oscar. Now, this it got a little, a little spicy between Oscar and Checo here. Um, Oscar was not giving up that spot. He did not give up. Yeah, he and really. Checo, fought. Checo pushed him out real wide. Um, I mean, Checo was you know ahead, but Oscar was right there with him. Um, there was no penalty involved, but but Oscar really went all all four off the track there. Good on him keeping it there and being ballsy, but you know Checo was able to to keep it. I liked it. Yeah, I'm sure you like yeah. it, Jason. You must. Yeah, be I mean, I'm happy to see him going for it. You know, it. You could tell he wasn't gonna be able to keep it once, once Red Bull was ahead of him. But um, yeah, I like the aggressiveness for sure. So I, I guess I missed when Max came in, but he did come in for a second stop, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. came in on. Uh, so he came in for a second 51. stop. Fifty-one. He was the last. He was the very last guy to make his. Right. Second stop, but he was—he was basically the last guy to make his first stop. Almost, he stopped on lap twenty-three. Yeah, on the mediums, Perez stopped on twenty-four on his hards. Actually, Russell stopped on twenty-eight on the hards. But yeah, not only was Max faster, but he managed to make his tires last longer than than anybody yeah. else. I mean, it's just that just shows how dominant you know he is. Yeah, and I then. Think I s- I think I wrote somewhere in here, like, you know, it, it, he does have the benefit of always being at the front, so he's not having sure. really as much dirty air, which is, True. you know, messing up his tires, which makes it easier to keep him going. But then when he when he put in, a the, when he came in for the second set of tires, the mediums, uh, and then he started to do a fast lap with the lighter car, you know, no fuel, I think the Martin Brundle and the commentators were, were sort of, betting each other like how fast was this lap going to be and i think they were both still like a second off like he he came in at like 121 he smashed and like, it like he just <laughs> yeah crushed everybody he wasn't even close you know yeah. it, it just he's just in another world he really yeah. is he's got no peer right now i mean if that was alan prost he's not doing that yeah um he's happy where he's at and he's just gonna coast on through to the end but max has no fear and he's just so confident can you just like i'll do it jason is there a way to go back and delete the earlier podcast episodes where we talk about how checo could possibly you know challenge Max for the the title (laughs) you know oh red bull's gonna have a problem on their hands you know i said mclaren was gonna finish in eighth place so um (laughs) you know no one looks as bad as me why why does anybody you're leading the fantasy pool man i know how about that how about them apples Let's see. We're almost to the end here. We've got a couple laps left. Um, Lewis passed Oscar into turn one pretty easily. Another, you know, instance where he got to keep DRS going down into that uh, second and third turn. So he was by him pretty easily and up into P4. Yuki was having trouble seeing the blue flags. Um, He was pissing Lando off to no end. Um, did he end up getting a penalty for that in the end? I don't know if he did. Um, not that I'm aware of. 
Yeah, but Lando was not happy. He they they said over the commentary he lost like four seconds just waiting behind Yuki on that one lap. Um, so not great. Max, so he has pitted, so he's already built up a twenty six second gap after pitting after everybody else, lap sixty five. So he could pit another time, have a free stop, come out on softs and go for another fastest lap if he wanted to. Um, and then um, on on that same lap, George with DRS gets by Carlos, and that is how everything ended. I don't think we had any anything else at the end of the lap, at the end of the race. So that's Max and Red Bull winning. Well, not Max winning 12 in a row, but Red Bull winning 12 races in a row. Max winning, I can't even, I don't even remember how many he's won in a row at this point been a lot it's been a lot yeah the last time the last time red bull didn't win a race i think was russell in brazil right so yeah um yeah it's been a long time and 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 fair play to them it it seems automatic that now we've lived through it like how could they not win every race but there's a lot that can go wrong in a race like there's a lot of tiny parts in these cars yeah there's a lot of small mistakes that can cost you big time so don't take anything away from them it's it seems it may, they make it look easy but it's it's not easy it's yeah. certainly yeah. not easy yeah cheating's hard weather man. alone cheating's brings hard. in such an element of change for these teams you know it strips away the engine power especially drs you don't have drs in rain and which has been their big advantage um so yeah it, it is uh very impressive i'm sure at the end of the season we'll hear a lot more talk about you know what has happened this season if they continue on with this, but it's been crazy how good they are. Yeah. Well, how good Max is, really. And I'm just going to tell you, everybody's catering budgets are going to be fucking huge. I mean, I mean, I don't want it. We were, we were talking about the NFL before, right? Like you talk about the unbeaten season by the Dolphins in, in, in 72. 72. So, uh, I, 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 I would bet money right now that Red Bull don't win every single race. It just, it just, it seems crazy. That's where, that's where smart money would go. Right. It yeah. seems, but at the same time, like, it, what do your emotions tell you? It seems inconceivable that they could still win every single race the rest of the season. Yeah. Something bad isn't going to happen. But Especially uh, that keep, Max is pretty much winning all the races. Yeah, Checo's, yeah, yeah they're still winning and Checo's getting worse. Race, Checo won. Checo yeah. hasn't won since like the third race, the third yeah. race of the season. Back He's going to be battling early. Danny Ricardo soon. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. Danny Danny Rick wins the last race of the season in a Red Bull to complete the clean sweep. So Red Bull, oh my god, that's a good trivia question. Like Red Bull win the whole every race in the whole season, but with three drivers. In Max's seat, because Max is already so far ahead. He's like, I don't even need to do this. Max so he races against Checo and whoops Checo's ass. <laughs> Daniel Kvyat comes back to win the last race of the season. Oh, my God. <laughs> Scott Speed, baby. Scott Speed. Uh, Scott Speed. Nikita <laughs> Mazepin steps in. Oh, yes. oh, oh. oh I need now a shower. So I need a shower now. You went now. too far, Martin. I need a shower. <laughs> yeah. Latifi coming into a Red Bull and beating check. That's... that's... <laughs> <laughs> that would really oh, Checo man. would not get another job after that if Latifi <laughs> came in and beat him. I mean, realistically, where is Checo done? Like, 
Let's say he gets dropped so. from Red Bull. Who's picking him up this year? I mean, I guess one of these, you know. Yeah, these guys are just like, maybe, but... tell us everything that you know about Red Bull. We'll pay you a few uh, million dollars <laughs> exactly. just, to, just to talk to you. Do you have the, the only, photos? The only way, maybe McLaren takes him back if Red Bull takes Lando. You shut your mouth. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no way. No way. No what? way. Why isn't Nico Hulkenberg uh, a topic of going to Red Bull or one of these teams? Aston. Because he qualifies He's driving out well. of his mind. Well, I mean, the car. It, they can't do yeah. anything with those tires. I but guess. I mean, everybody thought Magnussen was driving great last year, and Nico is destroying him this year. Yeah, he is. I think he deserves some conversation. It's not going to If they're happen, picking up though. Danny Ricardo to put him on AlphaTauri, why not? Danny Rick, first race, Danny. beats Sonoda. <laughs> yeah. That's not good for Yuki. Yeah. I guess that's. Poor Yuki, man. Where did, yeah, where did Ricardo end up? 13th. Yeah. Yuki, 15th. Not good. Yeah. Al qualified him and beat him. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I mean, Lando, two P2 finishes in a row. I mean, Joe that. ended up in 16th after starting fifth, but then yeah. Botas, Botas ended up in 12th after starting seventh. So, you know, they're all going backwards. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lewis had a great Saturday. I can't even say that he had a bad Sunday. I mean, I don't think he was expecting to get pole himself other yeah. than his own confidence in himself, you know? I, yeah. I think that that's, that's a great day from him. I mean, on the flip side, George had a very bad weekend i mean from where he started getting to p6 is definitely a good race but he's been behind lewis for most of the season he got around both ferraris which was really impressive yeah because that's who they're racing yeah um two alpines out in the first three laps two double dnf race weekends in a row um i mean they were fighting with mclaren two weeks ago ahead of McLaren two weeks ago. Um, and now that fight doesn't even look like that's very anywhere near each other. I mean, this is, um, this is one of those races where the, 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 the grid is basically split in half, right? Where you've got Red Bull, McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari, and Aston Martin finishing in the top 10 and then everybody else in the, in the bottom 10 in the bottom. Yeah. yeah. The bo- yeah te- there was no intermixing of those teams at all. Um, you know, Albon once again was, you know, best of the rest. You know, he's continuing, I think, to overperform in the Williams, making Logan Sargent look like in, I don't know, mm. how much more time. Logan's doing enough himself. He had another spin in that chicane. Yeah. He's uh, just getting embarrassing at this point. I don't know. Yeah. Logan. Well, last, last race was really good. He's oh. turning into a new, yeah, he did have a good race in Silverstone, that's for sure, but he's turning yeah. into a bit of another Latifi, dare I say. Um, uh, yeah. I'm wondering if, like we were saying with Yuki and Alphatari a few episodes ago, like Nick doing so poorly is making Yuki look so good that Albon is such a freaking good driver that no matter who he's paired up with, he's going to make the other guy look not as good because he is such a good driver. I mean, Nick is fully on board the Albon train. I mean, he's not here with us this weekend, but he's like Nick. Nick is loves Albon um, uh, quite, and quite he's super impressive Albon yeah. Albon is the guy that's making he make he is the guy that's making the car better clearly 
Like yeah. I see, probably Max is as well, obviously, you know, if Checo is the benchmark, but Albon is making the car better, much like Schumacher, like made the Benetton better to win the world yeah. championship. You know, in, in he won the world championship in a worse car, Schumacher, but Albon yeah. is making the Williams better than it is uh, just by being in it. So yeah. he deserves a faster car, but whether he would perform then, I don't know. He was in the Red Bull seat. He got unlucky for sure. He was going to seems... win and got bumped out yeah. by Hamilton. So we'll see what happens. Um, he seems happy. At he Williams. does. He, he, he seems to want to ride that train and see where it, it can go, which is you cool. Can't, you can't be in Formula One, though, and, and not want to win the world championship. You're yeah, not just going to be like, sure. oh, no, I'm just happy to be mid-table. So if a better seat it, opens Well, I up, agree with that. You know, of course, they're all there for their life career goal of, of winning. But I don't know. Albon, you know, like his personality, I don't think it drives with Red Bull because of the machine that is Red Bull. But you go to any top team, aside from Ferrari, let's say for a second, but <laughs> Mercedes, Red Bull, like it is a machine. Yeah, like yeah. you need to be ready at all times, regardless of how you feel. And I think that might have been the clash with Albon at Red Bull where, I mean, obviously Max was there. So that's, that's hard enough as it is, but it really didn't work at Red Bull. I mean, who has? Yeah, Max yeah. hasn't had to race anybody since Danny Rick so many years ago, and that was when he was a like, what seventeen or something. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's hard to be Verstappen's teammate, but you know who else is gonna and pick so. up who else is gonna pick up Albon and put put them in the car, you know, ahead of anybody they've already got, you know, right? Well, maybe Ferrari. Maybe Ferrari. He's, he's but, heavily linked there, taking yeah. Carlos's spot. Yeah. That would be super interesting. Maybe Aston, but is even that a step forward at the moment, the way Aston's going? I think he'd stay with Williams over going there. Exactly. Aston, I mean, we were all hype on them in the beginning of the season, but something about Lawrence Stroll, not Lance, not talking bad about Lance again right now, but something about Lawrence just kind of skews me out. And uh, I don't know if it's all above board over there. Um, yeah. I mean, they're hurt. Maybe, a tough spot. Maybe they're hurting yeah. themselves by sticking with Lance, you know, because they have to, that they could be. Yeah, well, that's exactly. Like, yeah. they're not going to fire him. They have Fernando. Are they going to fire him? You know, like, yeah, he's don't one of hold the, on to him until he tells them I'm not, I'm yeah, not driving he's here He's one anymore, of the best so. drivers of the past, you know, two decades. Yeah. yeah. What's up with their wind tunnel? Are they one of the ones that are waiting to get a new one? Or oh, is I that? They're building one, yeah. They are, right? They either are or did. Yeah, I think I think that's coming soon. So, yeah. you know, they they could have a research, well, a re resurgence because um, they were obviously good and they've just fallen off with development, I guess. But and they should, yeah. you know, have an advantage with the scaling of the wind tunnel time because right. they were in P seven last year. So they should really, you know, be jumping up. All right, we've uh, we're going late here. Let Martin. Let's. Uh, <laughs> What happened in Coops? Uh, what happened in Coops, Jason? Tell me what happened in Coops. Did did you have the best score of anybody this well. week with your uh, like moi. with your like absolute McLaren like dominance? I mean, obviously you put Verstappen to win like everybody else, but yeah, you just threw in you know Lando second, Oscar fifth. You even got. Carlos and Fernando in the right spots down in eighth and ninth. So yes, Jason, not only were you what second or third going into the into the week, you had the top score of the week. 
which climbs you to first overall. So congrats to you, Louis Louis Gooey, who is yeah. Can't, I just got the end of that. Right, Siri popped up and wouldn't let me hear anything. So. <laughs> You did great. You've tied the top score of the year along with Nick. 330. Uh, no, you got 310. 310. No, this oh, this is 310. I'm sorry. 310 yeah. this okay. week. Yeah. 330 was back in Azerbaijan. Okay. Uh, where, yeah, you got you, two top 10 scores. You got two top 10 scores, which un- unsurprisingly puts you at the top of the tree. Louis Gooey, uh, the leader for the past couple of rounds, dropped to third uh, to fourth. Uh Cappy 61 and R Heatley pop up to uh, second and third overall. Um, shout out to uh, actually those who actually listen and play. Shout out to Prediction Consensus, actually. I was just going to say that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is a bot I built, which is basically it takes everybody's average picks and puts that in as a score. And it's up to ninth overall. Oh, up, geez. Up 12 points. And that's a, <laughs> and that's a pick that I put on the front page. You can just log on and see what that is yeah. before you put the picks in. It's had a few bad weeks, but yeah. This and what is it? It takes all, everybody's picks and just averages them out. Everybody's picks, and it like yeah works out like what's the average spot that people are predicted in. And there's a little bit more mathematics in it because obviously if people aren't in the top ten at all, then I've got to like you know work out what to do with them. So it's not. Maybe some mathematician can reach out to me and help me out maybe with the maths, but um, I did the best I could. But yeah, prediction consensus up to up to tw- up to ninth overall with uh, 200 points this week, nice. uh, nearly, th- nearly 300 points. Um, but uh, Nick up uh, two places to 16th. And uh, I think you actually rose a few points as well, uh, Mark, didn't you? No, uh, I went backwards six spots. Oh, you dropped. It's the 30th. Oh, no, you dropped back down. I managed to, I was in the top 10 at one point, but uh, I'm 106 now. So. <laughs> but, the Aston Martin effect. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I did raise nine spots this week, but uh, my faith in the Ferraris is still very much misplaced. With It's been hurting me. Yeah, Leclerc second and Carlos sixth did not did not come to fruition <laughs> i think i had something very similar <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah yeah i i was very um you know i wanted to put the mclarens up there but i was like should i really be doing that does that really make sense no, you, you, you did you watch uh do you guys watch practice yeah i did not no did you watch practice three because i i've been having so much going on i didn't get to watch practice three practice I one did. was horrible because it was all rain and it was the only you know, like practice just, yeah yeah it wasn't really much to learn and then i missed practice three and i'm like oh man i would have probably went even a I, higher on them the pretty much but based everything off of practice three because there was rain in both the first two yeah. so yeah. yeah good of you and then next week we have the last race before the uh the summer break at spa so going from you know i guess not a crazy short track but a shorter track to like the longest or one of the longest ones of the season i guess yeah the the longest max is gonna lap the field yeah you think so i mean it's only 43 laps to to lap them it's not he is gonna dominate i think here DRS and just all those straights and fast speed corners. I, I think McLaren should be good everybody. though. 
Yeah, I mean, Clan's it's all gonna about this. who's going to come second, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. You have to give up the corner. I had to bounce ahead. What is wrong with these people? Thanks for listening to the Undercuts review of the 2023 Hungarian Grand Prix. Tune in for our next episode where we'll review the 2023 Belgian Grand Prix. Again, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And thanks again. Thanks again.